Hello, everyone. This is the High School Post podcast. I'm here today with Marcy. Hi. And we're going to be talking about a variety of topics today. So uh, it'll be a lot different than the usual talking and just keep talking. It'll be more we have certain topics we're going to be talking about. Uh, so the first thing we're going to be talking about is bus, like busways, railways, and trainways. And Marcy is very all-knowing about that one. All, all those. Um, would you like to start me off on something? Sure. So let's talk about bus, like the bus system in uh, our city. Oh, like waiting for the bus? Uh, the bus system in our city is horrendous. It only comes once an hour. No wonder no one uses it. If you miss it, you have to wait an hour yeah. to do anything. It's painful. You can like kind of see the difference between smaller cities. Like, I mean, I guess... We're not as small as a city, but it's still a pretty small city compared to, say, New York or big capitals. Yeah, but it's like they don't actively fund stuff. Like, cities like Tilburg are really good at coming on time with five to ten minute intervals between buses. Man, that would be so nice, like, being able to take a bus across the city because you don't have to buy a car, you know? Sure. Yeah, insurance and stuff. I think that's dumb. Having to pay, like, insurance on cars, I I didn't know it was, like, you had to have that. Yeah, just just in case you get into an accident. Yeah, just in case. It's not 100% that you're going to get into an accident, but just in case you do. And, and it's required by law, which is another thing. I learned in school. I learned that in school, and I thought it was, like, I thought it was really dumb because I didn't think you needed it. I thought it was just, like, a... Um, you know, house, you know, house insurance, like, let's say, oh, a tree just went through your roof. Uh, you have insurance to cover that. But no, it, you need that for a car. I think, man, having car insurance company that you'd make bank. Yeah, it's a pretty annoying thing to deal with. I learned it as well at school. I feel like that also makes me not want to own a car at all. Yeah, it just makes me want to use buses more because I don't have to to pay car insurance uh, what is it like how much is like the average for car insurance i don't know i don't know that off the top of my head are you gonna get your driver's license soon uh i might i might get i have to but i really don't want to i sort of just don't want one <laughs> it, it's also a lot of unnecessary effort for something i probably not gonna do for a lot of my commute who's gonna take a bus i i hope to i hope the transit gets better i've emailed <laughs> wait, wait. were you emailed like the um what was it the town hall or something um i actually did i did email them re- in regards to public transit i also did that to the uh city development committee hopefully i get something back on that but yeah i've been trying to get them to actually do stuff about this you think you're the only one concerned about this well not really i i actually haven't met that many people concerned about it but i feel like i'm like the one of the small minorities that's actually concerned about this and it moving forward but I see the city of Fort Wayne growing a lot, especially with the uh, General Electric Works project, where they're basically making the whole factory, the old factory of General Electric, into a giant type of mall with all kinds of small businesses. I think that'll really blow up Fort Wayne. 
That seems pretty interesting. Yeah, so it would we'll have we'll probably need a better transit system. Oh, yeah, and also like the removal of surface parking in most places, because surface parking is really like free surface parking. It's basically subsidizing land that could be used for actual development. Like, uh, let's say in a, a normal size surface parking lot, you could probably put actual commercial businesses there or residential instead of parking for like 20 cars like a car lot yeah like the car lots you just see around everywhere yeah um do you know that uh, that i used to go to uh, a zestos which is local and there used to be a giant plot of grass and they put in a giant car lot there which i thought was pretty useless that is pretty dumb. Like, without car lots, people would be more incentivized to actually walk to the places or bike, and that combined with making streets safer would be really beneficial. Actually, yeah, so I do a lot of biking, and there's no sidewalks in most busy streets, which I'd expect there to be sidewalks. What kind of streets? The They're not like highways, but they're more like busier streets. Like, let's say streets that go from, like, 40 miles, around up to 40 miles an hour. Those things, they're not really streets or roads, are they? What would, I, what would you consider them? Because there's cars on them, but there's no <laughs> sidewalks. Yeah, they're a type of urban design thing in, in most of North America, which Strong Towns refers to them as roads. They are high-volume, high-capacity roads connected to lots of driveways in businesses they don't tend to have sidewalks they're supposed to function as a road to go one destination to the next but they're also trying to function as a street with driveways and things which leads to it to being very congested and that also leads to surface parking everywhere on those things that does make sense because when I ride my bike, so I ride my bike on them, but to the side of the road because I don't want to get ran over right in the middle. And there is like driveways to people's houses or uh, side roads to get into suburbs and stuff. And I just, I wish there were sidewalks. That's all I wish because I don't want to, I feel unsafe using those roads. There should be sidewalks next to like every road like that, or at least like a separated bike lane. Like in the Netherlands, in uh, rural rural areas, there are separated bike lanes, like in the city, but they're just right next to the road. They're grade separated, though, so traffic cannot get onto them. Yeah, like I see, uh, like, it'd be like, share the road, but it's predominantly cars, and the cars aren't going to wait for the biker, I can already tell. Especially if people are going like 40, 50 miles an hour in a 30. And it's a bike lane. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not going on there. Sure, the road signs ultimately do nothing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Se- what about separate bus lanes? Separated bus lanes? Well, separated bus lanes, they are normally painted, but with like, they tend to have grade separation, which is the best. Or if the city he doesn't do that, People can report cars that drive onto the bus lanes and give them a fine or jailed.
I have seen that. Um, it's like it was a subway, and people would just ride right across the tracks and get ran over. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. The uh, trams are not. The trams actually are not legally liable for running into cars because it is tram tracks. So, if a tram hits a car like a tram driver, and they try stopping, they're not legally liable for hitting that car. It would be them legally liable, right? The car person. Yeah, the car for driving onto the tram tracks with the oncoming tram. Yeah. I think it's, like, really dumb. People will challenge trains. Like, <laughs> who will make it to the intersection first, the car or the train, when you know if you don't make it, the train is ramming straight into the side, and you're probably not going to live. Yeah, they're challenging public transport. The, the train's just going to, like, go right and hit them, no matter what. Yeah, I've seen that. Or, is it, well, I guess it's not only in the movies where people, like, tie. What would you do in the situation, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, one person tied onto the train tracks, and then five people, and you have to choose, like, who is going to die. And don't say t- stop the train. Just... Hey, you can't stop the train. There's a lot of nuance to that. So, like, imagine you actually know the person and they're, like, a good friend of yours. And the five people are, like, random strangers you don't know. Or vice versa. But Yeah. But yeah, that leads to a lot of complications in that situation. And it's really a moral dilemma. Yeah, I guess it's, like, it's more of... What's the situation? Who are the people? That depends a lot on every factor. Okay, look, what if it's five strangers and one stranger? You don't know the backgrounds of the strangers either. You could be okay. you could okay. be like running running over one criminal or like running over one person and letting five criminals live. Okay. Five normally working citizens. One normally working citizen, and they're all the same skin color, all the same background. They have like three kids and a wife, and they all work the same job. Probably, I'd run over the like the only one person. Yeah, probably the one. If that was, if everything was like you said, and that's the case, it's like you have to sacrifice one person to save five people. Yeah, it's a lot different though in real life. What is your takes on? dopamine deprivation or just sensory deprivation in general not having dopamine yeah let's start with that like no just dopamine deprivation 100 percent. i i think that seems more of a thing you'd go to a therapist for <laughs> uh but can't you do that at your at home just sit or do nothing for the whole day and like reset your dopamine yeah, you can just sit and do nothing and change and mess with your neurons for a bit. I'm like, look, mom, I'm going to do the funny. Sit in my room for an hour. I mean, for hours on end. It'd probably be like the worst case scenario and pretty painful just to do that. Like mentally? Yeah. And even then, also, food gives you dopamine as well. <laughs> just don't eat. That that would be very painful, but it is possible to do that to reset. Fast, fast through the whole day and don't do anything the whole day. 
Oh, that that would be very bad. My ideas. If my voice sounded a little bit like full, it's I was eating pizza for the past like fifteen minutes, so I'm sorry if that's uncomfortable for you guys. <laughs> pizza is good. What kind of pizza is that? It was a DiGiorno Supreme, but I picked nice. off all the olives. You don't like olives? No, I I always thought they were gross ever since I was a kid. Olives are goaded. I like olives. Do you know the juice Humex? The mango nectar? Yeah, do, do you drink it? I'm drinking the rest of it right now. It's like a giant, <laughs> a giant, what is it? A giant two, card thing? Yeah, a giant two liter. Not like... I'm drinking two liters of juice now. It's just like the rest of it at the bottom. Yeah, I'm drinking some of that. It's good. I drink the cans a lot. They're actually like really cheap. I think they're like like 50 cents for a can. It's, it's really good. Yeah, probably like that. Like Arizona cheese, 99 cents a can. That's what amazes me is how they've been able to keep it under a dollar through the like years of inflation. They've kept it under a dollar. Yeah, they've kept it 99 cents for years. It might go up to a dollar eventually, though, sadly. Yeah, I would have to expect that because with so much inflation and you're losing money every single year, like, not really losing money, but losing available profit. Yeah, eventually you'll start netting zero over time. And then it's like, all right, guys, we've got to do something. Makes it one dollar. Yeah. The whole world would just collapse. <laughs> you know, if stores are selling it for more than 99 cents, you can call Arizona and they'll stop providing it to that store. Really? <laughs> so let's say, let's say Walmart started selling Arizona's for a dollar and seven cents. That means um, that Arizona will stop providing Arizona tea to Walmart because they're selling it over 99 cents. Well, yeah, the cans also say 99 cents on them, so it'd be kind of like, bruh, what? They've actually started taking off the 99 cent tag, which is kind of concerning. Yeah, I I have one. I'm I'm saving one with the 99 cent can for that reason. Tag, I, have a, I mean. I have a bunch of Arizona cans. So you know how uh, people save their monster energy cans? Yeah. I started doing that in middle school with Arizona cans because I thought it would be cool and different. Which it actually like is because Arizona has some pretty good artwork on their cans, which I really like. Does. Yeah, I got the one I have is the one with the flowers. What flavor is that? Normal flavor. Oh, green tea? Yeah. <laughs> what about, okay, what about. Sensory deprivation. What what's your take on that? What, like not having hugs. No, no, just sensory deprivation in general. So I watched this YouTuber. He went um, so it was like a pool, and it matched your body temperature, so it felt like you were floating. And it's an it's like salt. So it's a salt pool. It matches your body temperature, so it doesn't. So you can't really feel anything. And it's a salt. It's a salt pool, so you're floating to the top. So okay, so now you don't you lose your touch, your feel. Then you can choose to let's say turn off the lights and it turns off visionary. Um like visionary that it gives you vision deprivation. And then let's say it'll 
let's see what is that taste no vision touch gives you no gravity feeling i think no light yeah that, that'd be vision i'm not sure what else to add yeah. hearing yeah so he'll put earplugs in his ears so then he can't hear anything so that's already like all your vision oh so you I mean, just be all your sensor yeah your own consciousness that's basically what it is and that's what makes people go crazy yeah that reminds me a lot of the book i have no mouth but i but i need to scream i think it's what it's called like, the person has no sensory but he's being like kept against his will is it like um like he's in a coma or something he's like dreaming no, uh, I think it was like an alien race killed people and they kept a few just to mess with and torture. This one. Yeah, oh, like to see what, let's say, how humans would react or something. Yeah, and this one person, you go through his consciousness, I think, and he can't say anything. And like, it, it's interesting. That's pretty creative. Did you know? So I, I'm not sure if it's true or not. But it was on Reddit. So, it was on Reddit. <laughs> it was on Reddit, and I was scrolling through Reddit, and they were like, "Okay, so or was a story? I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'll tell it." So this guy, the um, the nurse for so this guy's gonna go into a surgery. He's gonna um get like neurological surgery in his brain, and the nurse gave him the okay paralyzing pill so he like so he can't move and also the anesthetic but she forgot to give him the anesthetic which makes you pass out but they gave him the paralyzing pill which makes it so he can't move so now this guy is going through surgery unable to move and not being knocked out and he's going through the surgery so his brain is like experiencing all this trauma because he's feeling all the pain and he's seeing it all well not really seeing it but he feels it all and so his, his brain's going through all this trauma and stuff so now after the surgery that now the nurse sees oh snap i didn't give him the anesthetic so they do some kind they give him some type of drug that makes him forget like the last hour and he goes out of surgery with trauma but he doesn't remember what it is so he's kind of like thinking okay what what happened why don't i remember and why do i feel like this so his brain's like again gone, gone through the trauma but he doesn't remember it that sounds really it's that's interesting i don't know but i feel, I feel like that could have happened like maybe in the early stages of like medicine but i still feel like it could have happened they the doctor just foregore yeah, that yeah. could happen. That'd be pretty scary, though. I mean... I haven't experienced that, because, like, okay, you do, you can't move, you can't say anything, but you're feeling everything. Yeah, like, you're just in pain, and and you can't do anything about it. That's, that's torture in itself. <laughs> That'd be... I would, I would not want to go there. Just, just report the doctor's office. But that's the thing. He couldn't because he she didn't remember, so he couldn't like sue the doctor. Yeah, they got he couldn't know who did it. Mm-hmm. Guess I guess he has to go through therapy. I don't know. I guess yeah. Um, 
have you heard like what they've done with people that are like mentally insane like back in like the 1800s in the united states i think not really i only know about like 1800 medicine and stuff oh oh ah i bought a book it's um it's about the brain like we're getting we're getting to some pretty deep nerdy stuff right here um so everyone who's not interested into that just go watch the last episode or the next episode uh but this one's this one's very special with my friend marcy but yeah i did what i bought a book it was like 20 bucks i thought it was a steal because i'm like you know this book's pretty interesting uh 20 dollars and that's that's pretty that'd be that'd be entertaining i read i have i read through like the first five pages i still need to read it what's it about just uh what they did to mentally insane people not that exactly but it's more about the brain and how it has the like research on the brain how it has developed developed over the years on how okay a better understanding of the consciousness better understanding of what the brain is what's made of and stuff like that that's yeah, another... so it's more like like going from cut off this part of the brain so you don't feel pain and then to actually understanding how it functions yeah exactly so it actually all started from just cutting random things and being like all right so let's get this guy in here i'm just gonna cut this part of the brain and then see what happens i think that's what it was it like um I forgot what it's called do you know autonomy? what the term is called where they just autonomy lobotomy lobotomy yes lobotomy exactly they cut let's say they'd cut a part of the brain off so let's say so they cut a part of the brain off of, let's say, a problematic child, uh, let's say a girl. Um, they didn't really like talking of girls a lot or women. So they would put them through a lobotomy, cut off a part of their brain, and they couldn't speak anymore. Which, you know, because humans are a very social animal, you kind of expect them to become depressed or eventually be driven to madness and suicide. Because they, they used to be able to speak. They went through them in a lobotomy. No more speaking. Yeah, I think other ones, they do it where it's like you cut off most of their thought and just keep keep enough so you can talk, but that's about it. It's, it's And they pretty... have, like, they have, like, no mental awareness or just, they can speak, but they, let's say, just, like, their brain is cut off. They can't think. Yeah, they can, like, speak and, but not... Yeah, <laughs> they're not human, but they can speak. I guess what being human, I I'd say what being human is is having the human brain and the complex emotions we have. Because man, humans are kind of humans are just crazy. Can I did a research. It's amazing. It is. Uh, I did a research. So basically, we could re in my biology class. We could have researched any species. So I'm like. Can we do Homo sapiens? Can we do humans? Which I thought I was genius for that. And the teacher was actually like, oh yeah, you can do humans. And I'm like, I, I looked at my partner. I'm like, do you hear that? We are humans. That'd be so easy to do. And people were like, oh, that's so smart. I should have done that. But I'm like, nah, <laughs> I got that. And because I read so much on, let's say, the human brain, which is an adaptation and we needed those adaptations, like, all right, let's, let's say, name three things that the human adapted to better itself in the environment or something, to adapt an environment. I'm like, hey, the human brain, I talked about the human brain, 
I talked about the complex emotions. I think I'm going to start getting my, like, peers or my friends to record me during my presentations because I actually knocked those out of the park. Like, I could comment. I'm going to be like a TED Talker and I'll just upload them all to YouTube. My school presentations. School presentation, that sounds actually good. Yeah. Actually good school presentations. We'll get like a... Like, American Funniest Home Videos, but except people who actually had good school presentations, but we record them. That'd be interesting. Most school presentations are really boring. Like, I can't... I, like, want to rip my eyes out listening to some people talk. Um, Not to throw slander on the soft-spoken people, but to throw slander on them. When you guys talk so softly, like... I I get kind of annoyed because I can't hear you, and I'm just like sitting in my desk, like, man, what's these? What are these people talking about? Yeah, even I'm kind of annoyed. About that. Um, yeah, I don't talk much, but like when I have to speak up in front of a group, I tend to do it pretty well. I don't know if you've seen me when I speak up sometimes. Uh, I think I've only met you during lunch. I think that's how we became like good friends. Every single time during lunch, let's say elementary school and middle school, we would sit together at lunch and we'd talk. I don't think I've had any close classes with you other than math. And even in math, what are you going to present? Like, answer a math problem? Uh, that's not presenting, it's just saying a, a number. We got to present in language arts, but we were not in the same... We weren't like... We were not in person. Yeah, that was online. That was with Zoom and all that. See, that's way different. Presenting on Zoom... I, I personally, I didn't like it because I was like, man, what is this? Like, because the class, you don't really get to see the class response. You just see a bunch of screw, blank screens or people's roof. And I'm just like, dude, are these people are even interested? Like, you just we get might, to see profile pictures. Yeah. Am I wasting my time here trying to teach? Well, not really t- trying to teach, but trying to present, which I, when I present, I don't really want to present to only the teacher. I kind of want to present to the class because I want everyone to... I don't know, learn something. Yeah, I'm going to do a presentation eventually. It keeps getting delayed, of course. But uh, on actual good street design. But I kind of, I want to make it like really good so people actually listen to it. That's the thing. When people aren't interested and you kind of try to get them to be interested, it's hard. Uh, Don't you play like a street designer game or something? I played City Skylines a bit. It's pretty fun. It's about cities designing and stuff. I've seen uh like YouTube videos of people. Um, they would design streets and design all these. They, like they design a whole city, and I would look at him like, wow. I would actually live there. That that's interesting. Or like Tycoon? No, not Tycoon. Tycoon. Uh, like Roller Coaster Simulator. Roller, to- roller coaster tycoon is not an actual game or is that only on roblox <laughs> no roller coaster tycoon exists i think that's what it's called and yeah it used to be it was like a pc game it was like 2d 3d mixed like uh an example in clash of clans you know like the characters like that oh yeah it's like it is i guess uh like they called it 2.5 2.5d which is like let's say New Super Mario Bros. Wii. It is 3D sprites, but um, the game is in 2D, so it'd be called 2.5. Yeah, but Roller Coaster Tycoon was essentially that, and you can like 
make roller coasters. You could also just like murder people with that. <laughs> just like have a roller coaster that leads off the side of a cliff and people would still ride it. Yeah, they would, but you'd probably you'd probably lose money in that game. Um, but except except it's a roller coat instead of roller coaster, it's a city builder, which I think is really cool. Too bad my computer is just too trash to actually handle it because <laughs> I would be playing it like all day. I would have like my own little mini city, like the best car, um, the best transit, the best road systems, like all of that. You'll definitely need mods though, because some systems are pretty weird, like by today's standards, and mods will definitely improve that. Like game mods? Yeah, mods to the game. Ooh. <laughs> uh, wait. I think I was... Road design is just so cool. I'm talking about this all day. So what about... How does naming roads go? Not just, like, the name that, like, let's say... Main. That would be the name. What about the last part? Like, street, main street, or main... Um... They usually just name them off of people or something. But what about the street part? Main street, main court, main... Um... Let's see, Main Boulevard? Why is it named like that? You know, I've never actually seen real streets named Main. But uh, Main Street can also be, like, as an allegory for, like, the street in the city that supports the most businesses and people. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, like, every single city has a Main Street. A Main Street, or is usually a street in downtown, most likely. But why is it called, how does it get its name of Boulevard, Street, Court, State, like, how? Oh, like Street and Road? Yeah, yeah, like that. A street is different from a road, actually. A street is a low traffic area where homes and businesses tend to be on. And a road is a connector from one point to another, just specifically to connect the points. Let's say, um, a road from Illinois to Chicago. Yeah, just a road with nothing on it. That's basically what it is, a road. Wouldn't that just be a highway? Or would it still be considered a road? Oh, no. Well, did you say Illinois to Chicago? Like, for an example. Illinois is a, is, is a state. It's a state. Chicago is in Illinois. I'm sorry. I meant to say Indianapolis. Oh, Indianapolis to Chicago. Like, for example. It really depends. A highway is a one-way fast road, basically. Uh-huh. It's it's just meant for going really fast. A road yeah. isn't prioritizing speed. It's just, for, it's just to prioritize getting from one place to another, regardless. Yeah. Not regardless. It doesn't prioritize speed as the main thing. Like, highways prioritize prioritize safety and speed they are one of the least crashed on places okay yeah makes sense so what's the most like crashed on would it be like streets or roads uh definitely well strodes are they're the ones you're talking about the ones with that aren't really a street or a road there's this weird mix that never works anytime it's attempted the ones with no sidewalks yes yep i hate those things because you always have to and- 
Yeah, they always tend to have that left turn lane in the middle as well, and there's six lanes total. Yep, so you have to have, like, one giant stop. Yeah, no wonder there's the most crashes on them, though. Yeah, because of how busy it is, and then you have some random guy stopping. Yeah, some person just goes out of the driveway while someone's going straight ahead. Yeah, someone's going, let's say, speeding a 60, and then some guy pulls out. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very bad way to design things. Uh, are you going to go into city designing or street designing in the future? Or is this just a hobby? Maybe. I don't really know. But I have been into activism for advocating actually good, de- good design streets. I don't think I'll be going into it. But I do want to like learn somewhat about how it works and all that. Because I think it's very interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting how, um, I also like the history on how America's cities tended to change this poorly. Oh, did you see, do you, I'm pretty sure you know how, like, the United States sent military to go through all the roads in America to see how good they are? Yeah, and, uh, one, President Eisenhower... I hate him, but because of this, just because of this road thing, he just was like, let's build a highway across the entire nation, and let's go through, let's put this highway right through communities, no matter what. Wait, where is the highway, where does it go to east to west? Uh, The highway goes, connects to every state. Really? Yeah, the interstate highway. That's what they're... But, like, there's so many, like, interstate highways. There's interstate and intrastate. What is the difference? Uh, there's highways that are just meant for inside of the state, and there's other ones meant for going around the country. So interstate is around the states, and intrastates is in them. Yeah, it's complicated, I guess. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's good to know, but it is still complicated. I did see it's like um, north to south, it's even numbers, and then east to west or west to east is like odd numbers, such as like going by fives. Yeah, there's a whole highway code. There's a good video on it that I've watched. It's interesting as well. I, yeah, I'll, of course... oh, I'll put that in the description of the podcast so you guys can go check that out. Do you know what it is? No, but I'll find it. <laughs> I can I can just message you it. Alright, yeah. Uh yeah, get that, get that. Uh I I mean, because I'm more of the biking around, I rather walk and use my bike instead of driving. One one thing because of how much the gas prices are right now. And another thing is just because I rather exercise to get to places. Like, if I were to go to work, I'd rather my work be less than a mile away from my house so I can just walk or ride my bike there. Which is why I think I really, like, I want to move into big cities. Like, I I want to eventually move to, let's say, a giant city. Maybe a capital, like Quebec, New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago. Which I know the air quality and it's all kind of gross. But I just like not having to drive. And everything is really local. You know, you don't have to set, you don't have to like sacrifice air quality and stuff. Uh, 
Air quality tends to be bad with the amount of cars, actually. The more cars you get off the road, the better the quality of the air tends to be. Which, yeah, that just makes logical, logically correct, but I like, I like big cities. It's not just, it's not just big cities, though. Like, in some, most, I think almost all cities in the Netherlands, like, no matter their size, they have at least a really competent bus service, and every... Every route is also followed by a bike path. Yeah, I'd like that. I want to get like a, you know, there's like a tour of, tour of Paris, I think, or tour of France. Yes. Isn't like tour de France? Is that what it's called? I think so. But instead of a tour de France, it's a tour de Fort Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I would ride, I would do that like every single day. Like a nice, I don't know, 24, 25 miles around downtown and some of the outer sections of the city that'd be pretty nice oh like there's the thing in i think it's portland oregon where they close off like a busy street to cars and people are just allowed to walk in the street without cars it's like an advocacy thing and it's like always much more nicer when people can just walk on the street without fear yeah, I would I would love to do that, but well, just do it at night. Like I don't know, get up three o'clock in the morning, go on a run, and it's just quiet. Well, the city cities aren't loud. Cars are loud. Like um, it's all with higher speeds make them louder. The type of asphalt they use is also makes them louder. There's a lot of things that Which make it. I do agree with that because I live. My house is by a road, so I hear cars passing all the time, but when it's like, like, let's say 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock outside, it's very quiet. You, you gotta walk outside and, like, stand next to a road and listen to all the cars. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I've been on the highway with my, my mom drive, of course, so I'm, like, on the highway, and I hear all the loud cars, even the cars that I'm in, even the car that I'm in, it's really loud. But if it was just quiet, like, if there was no cars on the highway, then I'd expect it to be very quiet. I wouldn't expect it to be, like, really loud, just because the cars make all the noise. Yeah, they should also, like, lowering speeds also helps, like, a lot. Like, under 30 kilometers per hour, it's way quieter than above it. You convert that to miles per hour because my audience is in the United States. Uh... I don't know how to convert it to miles per hour. I don't know. 60 kilometers? 30 kilometers. That's like, dude, that's like 15 miles an hour. Or 20. Yeah, that's residential streets. Yeah, but what about, well, the average is around 30, like in downtown areas or uh, country roads. 30 miles an hour is like the big... Thing. And then you got highways at 60 plus. Yeah, like places with businesses and people walking all around and residential stuff. Yeah, because you, you, you wouldn't want like some guy in his Honda Civic going 60 through downtown yeah. where you're walking. Yeah, it'd be loud, especially, and also a serious safety hazard. Yeah. Uh, have you seen, you probably know the statistic of car crashes are more uh likely to happen than a plane crashing but people are more scared of plane crashing 
Yeah, people tend to accept car crashes as normal, as a quote-unquote <laughs> sacrifice you have to make for living in, in the city. Which is not the case. There are ways to traffic calm, such as, like, speed bumps, race crossings, and, like, uh, dedicated pedestrian lights and bicycle lights. Oh, man. Okay, so... I, I do like to talk about Mexico a lot just because it, it, it opens your eye when you go to a different country other than the United States. And they have, at least where I'm, I live, there are so many speed bumps everywhere. Like, every couple, um, couple feet, there's going to be a, there's a speed bump. I don't even know why. I guess, like, for the safety because of where I am, uh, there's, like, a lot of mountains. So wherever a car goes by... <laughs> There's a speed bump. It's just it's really annoying because I've taken a car. I've drove, driven down there and there's like every other I get yelled at speed bump, speed bump. And I have to brake super hard so I don't like mess up everyone's head by smacking against the roof. It's kind of speed- crazy. Speed bumps are good in certain instances, but also narrowing the road to make the driver feel less safe also encourages them to slow down more. Yeah, because... I mean, if you're, like, let's say, walking on a very narrow sidewalk, you already get the sense of, all right, I don't have a lot of room to mess up here. I can't, like, fall or make a mistake. That's that's the same with thrones. Like, yeah, it, if I was walking on a giant sidewalk, I'd feel like, I'd feel like the shit. <laughs> if you walked more than on a sliver of concrete. Yeah, and I'm only walking on, like, let's say, five inches of concrete. But if I get to walk, if I get the space of three feet of concrete, then I feel like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, that like, guy. Like downtown, the only decent place for walking in the city, I swear. It really is, but it's really nice. I've never, I think, yeah. uh, when Pokemon Go came out, I really wanted to walk through all of downtown and just catch Pokemon. Walking through downtown here is really nice. I like that, uh, I like the one one of the best things I can give our city credit for is not putting a massive freeway straight through the center. Yeah, and yeah, not having like a big highway just cut through the whole city. Yeah, I heard this thing where it's like uh, if if you put a highway through your downtown, then your city's probably too uninteresting to visit. Yeah, which. I mean, Fort Wayne had has like a lot of culture, especially with um the three rivers passing through it. Yeah, it's definitely an older place. It is, but it's it's interesting. Like um, the old fort that's nice to go through and like look at it all and like actually see people actually used to live here. As there's some like yearly people like Johnny Appleseed Festival, people will dress up like it's the um. Wait, wait, what do they call it? Pilgrim? Pilgrims, I think. Yeah, or where the Oklahoma Trail, I think is what it's called. Just, yeah, the old, how things used to be, I think. Like the settlers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, let me, let me rephrase. Uh, what, is, what was I talking about? Yearly, people would like, dress up like let's say it's like older times like um they would dress up like like okay like amish people they would dress up like amish people and 
it's really nice to see it's like wow people will actually used to dress up like that it's like walking into the past especially uh during then johnny apple street festival it's a very nice festival yeah it is interesting i have been there a few times it's nice uh the, the food's pretty good yeah apart from the the cornfields indiana is not terrible <laughs> yeah indiana is okay yeah we're at least where i live it's 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 all right. I've never had a full walk through downtown. I've only seen parts of it. You should definitely walk down down there Am because I? it's actually really good. They didn't put a freeway through there, and a lot of old buildings are still left up, so you can actually see like good design that's still intact. I've heard of people like going through, uh, let's say, Great Britain, where they would, uh, it would feel like they're walking through medieval times because there's people actually living in like 500 plus year old houses. People can actually walk less than three kilometers to go to the grocery store. Another thing is, uh, because of the Civil War and like the slavery in the United States, there's some houses with like secret compartments, and it's like really cool. So it's like hiding places that people used to use but now because we don't really have to use it like uh playing hide and seek in there is like crazy fun they had that in germany with world war Two. really they would hide um like prisoners hide of war Jews. really well, yeah so they wouldn't get killed oh so germany has like cool little compartment houses too doesn't the netherlands speak german or dutch they speak Dutch. It's kind of close to German. They have some verbs that are kind of the same, like Schnell and other ones. Yeah, so how's your uh, German studies going? Um, pretty good. I I guess I can speak okay. Really? People understand you? Yeah, yeah. People from Germany, I've talked on Reddit, <laughs> but uh-huh. like, and Discord, but I've sp- actually written german and they could understand it they were like oh yeah good good german or something yeah they they tell me that they can understand me i mean yeah you posted it you posted it and i'm like um i didn't i did not understand what was going on but i'm like oh yeah something's definitely going on here yeah the second message they said that they could understand me wait what'd you say in the first one uh, i was talking about <laughs> i was talking I was talking about my German, and I think, uh, yeah, and they were like, I can understand you. I was telling about how bad it was. I want to get to a point where my French is pretty good, but I don't know. Don't you take French class? I do I take French class, but because I passed the uh, Spanish proficiency test, I don't have to. So it opens up a class in my schedule for next year. So, I mean, I have all my language credit, so I think I'm going to drop French at school, but I do want to continue after school. Yeah. Well, doing it when you're younger is, like, way better, so your brain... Exactly. Like, I'm 15, 16. I think it would be way more better if I started learning French and got pretty good at it than if I was, like, 20. I would probably be like, man, I just might as well just not learn it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I want to learn Dutch as well, which will be nice. I want to move to, uh, like, New England, which is northern United States, where 
closer to Quebec, like Maine. Uh, yeah, the New England states, that is the northeastern half of the United States, past the Midwest. Yeah, that's what I mean, that's what I mean. I think, like, uh, pretty cool to live out there. Jersey is actually really good. Huh? New Jersey is good. <laughs> yeah, I... Just because there's a, a large amount of French speakers there, so I would be like, you know what? I could practice my French. I mean, French, Spanish, and English... That that you have the whole you have access to the whole world right there. Yeah, I know German, Spanish, and English, so I have a decent amount. That that's pretty good. Aren't you like oh, I forgot what the word is, but like so you can understand the language and everything that happens, but you can't like speak it. I can understand Spanish because uh, just because my parents spoke Spanish, but I just responded in English. So I can understand it, but I just still respond in English, no matter what. Which that happens, a lot of kids do that, they'll like, um, because they know more English than Spanish, even though they've grown up in a Spanish-speaking home. Yeah, I can definitely, I can respond in English, though. <laughs> you know everything is Spanish, but you just can't respond back in Spanish. Whenever people ask me to, to speak it, I, uh, I get very scared. I'm like, bro, are you going to judge my accent? <laughs> I don't think people will judge accents. I don't know though. Like No, they do. They they call me like they call me whitewashed and I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> we, I speak more than you." Well, yeah. I probably sound very white when I speak German. Yeah. With like uh but the German accent, I feel like cuz I've I've heard German being spoken up and like I've read subtitles. I'm like, "Man, this seems like such an easy language to learn." <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> because, like, good, 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 it's good. It's but like... if it's I'm good, it's ich bin gut. If it's your good, if it's your good, do best gut. But yeah. it's still the same good. Well, the verb eventually, the verb changes depending on people. Ah, that's easy, easy. <laughs> Yeah, there's, okay, so there's, like, three. There's three, uh, Derdy and Das, and each one has their own ending. Well, isn't there, like, three genders? Like, it's, uh, okay, male, female, and then just... And just the neutral gender. Yeah, neutral? Yeah, basically. It's just the neutral saying. I forgot what it's called. It's, it's Das. So do people who consider themselves, uh, gender neutral, do they use that? Probably. It's also if you don't know the gender of the object. I know a phone is not gendered. It's das handy. Handy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing is, like, German, it sounds so old. Yeah, but also everything's literal. What What does that mean? Like, uh, the words just mean what they are. Like it, like what it literally is. Yeah, it's like literally what it is. So, like, let's say a hand, a headband is like a head seat belt. I mean, a head belt. I don't know. That's what I it know. is in, in Spanish. I know that because uh, cinto is belt, but yeah. cinto de cabeza is head belt. He- head belt. Head. Yeah, I learned yeah. that. I learned that through Roblox. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, hospital in German is literally just sick house. Really? Yeah. That I guess that makes it easy to like make new words because it's all literal. Yeah, like sick house. Then for uh, the ambulance, it's just sick car. Sick car. And what about a doctor? Just doctor. It's, it's just doctor. Okay. But with a K instead of a T. Oh, okay. And with an O instead of an E. D O K T O R. That's just sounds like, that that sounds like a kindergartner spelling. <laughs> well, uh, all the word, all of the letters are literally just the how they sound. Oh, really? Wow. I guess that just shows how freaking weird English is because it has like Latin in it and everything. Yeah, English was actually made by three people that didn't work together, and they all just put their ideas into one thing and hoped it would work. It does, yeah. but it's pretty poor. They're like, let's throw Dutch, Latin, and then a little bit of both of them together. Yeah, there's like three words for two. I I know German, isn't like German uh, a parent of English somewhat? Or like a Middle English? Uh, they both know? use the same root. They both use Latin. Well, I thought, what about German? I didn't know German used Latin. They, I they it was both just Germanic. Do- Germanic. <laughs> they use the same Latin base, though. That's why it tends to be easier for English speakers to learn German. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, uh, have you ever heard like Portuguese being spoken? Because you understand Spanish. Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like similar to Spanish. I I didn't know this, but Portugal is actually like part of Spain. <laughs> Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why they're like differences. Like, uh, Dutch and German also use the same roots and some of the same verbs. So, did you know Portugal is actually like a part of Spain? Like, it's a a little bit of the west side, but it was actually like you use. It's like a part of it. It's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Did, did like another colony own it or something? I have no idea, but it was. A part of it. I don't know the research, but yeah. Because, like, Quebec speaks a different kind of French. They speak Canadian French. It's like a mixture of their own ideas and French. Yeah, actually, um, it's more like it's old French, but because of English surrounding it, there's been a, a lot of strong, like, I, don't, I wouldn't say like gatekeeping, but they would like. I'm pretty sure they look down on you for using English terms. I'm not sure. I'm not 100%. Everyone, like... French is still the main language of Quebec. Yeah. If you're, like, a French-Canadian listening to this, please feel free to correct me. Yeah, if you move to Quebec, you actually need to learn French since most people there speak it. Yeah, actually, my French French, uh, teacher told me this. It was... It's a, a rule in Canada. So if you sell a product in Canada, it has to have... French and English on it. So all the nutrition facts, English, nutrition facts, and Sp- and French. And it, that's how it is for all of the things sold. And all the all the signs, even like in the northern northernmost part of Canada, it has to have French and English on the, on the products and on the signs. But in Quebec, there's only French signs. There's no English signs, which I don't know the. Canadian government is just kind of like, that's whatever. 
Yeah, Quebec used to be ruled by the French, and then it just got independence. So it just moved to Canada, sort of? Yeah, it has its own flag and everything. Uh, one of the big things is, like, for the country, like, they sell massive amounts, like, you know how they sold the Louisiana Purchase, where they sold massive amounts of land to the United States? Yeah, they just sold that. Yeah, that's, I, I thought that was kind of dumb, like, learning it in history class. Because I'm like, that is so much resources... And you just sold it away. Well, didn't they used to own, like, half the entire world? And they were just like, it's too much to manage? France? I don't know. Who, yeah, whoever had the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, that was France selling it to the United States. Also, yeah, west, the- west of the Louisiana Purchase. I, I don't know if anyone ruled that. I think the U.S. kind of just forced their way through. Uh, yeah. Like, I think it was part of Mexico. And then the United States... The United States just walked in and was like, yeah, that's my land now. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole battle over Texas. Yup. Tex- yeah. So basically... So U.S. immigrants, they came into Texas. They're like, yo, what's up? And they lived there for a second. And they were like, all right, I don't like this place anymore. Because... Uh, so here are the three things that the Mexican government had for immigrants to live in Mexico. One... They had to convert to, to Catholicism. I think that's what is the correct term. To like convert to being Catholic. Only speak Spanish and um no slavery. Because, you know, the United States was crazy cool. Crazy all about slavery. Yeah, some parts of Spain were slave free, I think. Mm-hmm. So at least the Mexican government was very against slavery. They've never had slaves. Um so, but people, like, Americans would still only speak English, not switch to Catholicism, Catholic, Catholic, or speak Spanish, they speak English. And then some would even bring slaves. And then when the Mexican government was like, hey, yo, you can't be doing this. Actually, I don't even think it was enforced. And so the, the Mexican government didn't really enforce it at all. And then... Texas was like, all right, yeah, this is my land. They formed a mini government. They fought Mexico for it, and they won. I don't even know how. Texas was independent for a while, actually. It was. It was an independent country. But when you're in, like, when half your country is in the desert, and then half of it speaks Spanish, half of it speaks English, it doesn't really work. Yeah. So they suffered a lot. Yeah, that. They're between two countries, and then yeah. they just the U.S. I mean, Texas was squished between two growing countries, Mexico and the United States. That just doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. They owned it, though. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Texas was like, uh, they moved from Mexico, so they became independent, and they tried to join the United States. But because of the... Uh, the compromise, I forgot what it was called, but it was like the slavery compromise. Yeah, the, uh, yeah the, uh, one there was one slave state and one free state, and it had to be balanced. Yeah, so they couldn't bring Texas in because that'd add another state into the mix, and there was no other state to balance it out. Yeah, so there's like years of legal battle to get Texas state. And so, yeah, and so Texas was just a struggling independent country. That's why it's called the Lone Star State. 
Yeah. Boom, get educated. I hope everyone stays till the end. Well, yeah, I mean, that was a pretty good conversation. Do you want to stop it here? Do you? Or we could keep going. I have no idea how long this was. Exactly. I have no idea either. When did we start? We started uh, 21, 21 minutes. That's almost like an, an hour. hour ago. Yeah, you but know? that has to include your breaks and our stuttering. Yeah. So let's go. We'll go to 11 o'clock or so. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was another thing. And then Mexico sold California. That too. Uh, let's see. Russia sold Alaska. Yeah. And there was a massive oil reserve there. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. <laughs> the United States, when they saw the opportunity to buy something, they bought it. They were like, you know, that's my land now. Is, is this mine? <laughs> <laughs> the United States, when they saw the land, is this mine? My land. Yeah, when they see when they see indigenous people on the land, is this my land? Is this my land? <laughs> Where's my land? I think it's it's pretty interesting how the United States really pushed out uh all the uh, indigenous people. Yeah, like how they just took Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like, um, I was talking to a Hawaiian. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're, like, you're from the United States, right? And he's like, no, I'm Hawaiian. I'm like, isn't Hawaii in the United States? But they would say, like, no, like, the United States took Hawaii. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, they just, <laughs> they just stole it from the natives. I guess so. I didn't even know. I, th- I thought it was, like, actual Hawaii, like, that was United States, which apparently it's not. But actually, United... Hawaii used to be one of the places. Like it was a place where there were no mosquitoes at all, until uh, people started shipping there, and mosquito larvae got on the bottom of the ship, and then they just, <laughs> and then they just bred in Hawaii. Yeah. So then, just that I would be so annoyed. As a native indigenous person, to have a mosquito-free land, and then you got some white people coming over and bringing mosquitoes over. Yeah, you have, like, your own land, and then people come over, take it, and then they bring mosquitoes over. And that's just, like, that's just a stigma, like... Kill half of your creatures, then bring bring in a random species. Yeah. I'm gonna kill, like, it's like, I got a deal for you. I'm gonna kill half your people, and then I'm gonna bring mosquitoes. <laughs> I'd be pretty salty like that about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. Another thing um we like to talk about is British people used to own half the world. I know it was a quarter of the world. They owned like par- like parts of India, parts of Africa. Like they owned a lot of stuff, and then they lost it all. They owned. Like- and they own, like, the England colonies in the U.S. I don't remember who owned Canada. I think the French owned it. Oh, the French and the English fought over Canada, I think. What about... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember this. Like, there was Dutch settlements, too. Yeah, the Dutch owned, like, a lot of stuff. There's, like... 
they actually owned a lot of the they they owned New York and uh there's a place in New York called New Amsterdam based off of Am- Amsterdam but it it's I don't think it's called that anymore. No, it's still called that, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's not owned by the Dutch. You know Greenland is owned by Denmark? Oh, I didn't. I was surprised about that too cuz I'm like I did, I thought Greenland was a part of Canada or something. I I don't know who I don't know who owned it. I thought Greenland was its own country or it was owned by Norway. Yeah, because I never really heard anything of the news about Greenland. So I'm like, okay, so who owns Greenland? And apparently Denmark, which is like the smallest Germanic country. <laughs> Greenland has like a population density of 6 though. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Wait, also, Greenland has, like, its own language, too. Does it? Yeah. It's, like, an indigenous language. Oh, yeah, from, like, the first people who were settled there. Yeah. Like, do they have an official language now? Is it from the country? Denmark? I have no idea. Let me search this up. Uh, let's see. Greenland language. They call it... Wouldn't it be, like, maybe based off of German or something? Inuit? I think that's, like... I think that's, like, people in Alaska are Inuit, too. Yeah. They're, like, from cold places. Okay, so, yeah, here... The language... The Inuit language. But it's, like, a dialect or something, I'm pretty sure. And then mixed with Danish. You know, I met a guy from Denmark. So, when I was... I was visiting... Virginia. I was I was visiting Virginia for like a, a music academy thing, and I saw this this guy had a Denmark flag outside. I had no idea because you know all Nordic flags look the same, so I had no idea what country it was. But I knew it was something from Europe, and he was sweeping. He was like an older guy, and he's sweeping his yard. And I'm like, hey, uh, can we park here because it's a little parking lot, and there wasn't a lot of parking around. He was like, yeah, you guys can park. Don't worry. It's my parking lot. Thanks for asking. I'm like, okay, thank you. And then later asking him, like, do you want help sweeping? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, I'd love the help. Because he just got done mowing. So there was, like, a bunch of grass in the driveway and stuff. And I, I absolutely kick ass sweeping up all the things of uh, grass, all the grass blades on the ground. I'm just, like, sweeping it as fast as I can. I get it all up. And then he starts talking to me about his life stories. And I'm like... I, I'm pretty sure because I, I asked him I'm like so what country are you from because I don't know what flag that is and he's a little bit disappointed because he's like oh I'm Americans <laughs> but he actually told me he's like well uh, I'm Danish and I'm like so what are you doing here <laughs> what are you doing in America bro how'd you, how'd you get here yeah so he starts telling me he's like so first I started off, um, I, uh, his pinnacle point was he got into trade school for welding. And so he had, and he told me, he was like, so while I was in trade school, I wanted, I had this crazy idea to move to the United States. I thought it would be very cool. So when I graduated trade school, which they had a choice of academic high school and then trade school, he chose trade school. 
after middle school. So he chose trade school. He graduated trade school and he was, he got the idea to move to the United States and start a business. So he's like, yeah, so I started, a, I moved, I, I got my um, citizenship and then I moved to the uh, Americas. I went to the United States and I started my welding business. And he just, he said that he just kept growing and then he started hiring people and then growing more and then hiring more and more people. Like, it's like a dream listening to this guy talk. And he says, I eventually, I get to have a multi-million dollar business in welding. And so I'm sitting here facing, talking face to face after I just kicked ass sweeping this guy's yard of grass blades. And I'm like, amazed. And I'm like, wait, this guy's actually a multi-millionaire. Well, not really a multi-millionaire. I don't even know who he was, but he had a nice house. So I'm here, I'm talking face to face with someone who had a multi-million dollar business and I'm just like I'm thinking of all the things like you know a pro don't judge a book by its cover and I'm literally thinking at that moment like man I would not have known this guy if I didn't ask to sweep his yard I don't he told me his name and I forgot his name and he he also he told me he was like I went I was uh invited down to DC to make a sculpture uh for the United States, and he had his little signature in there, and I'm like, man, that'd be so cool. That would be nice. So yeah, I met like this crazy successful entrepreneur from Denmark, and I always talk about this story, like whenever it pops up, and that I, that's like a key thing to my heart. Um, they should sponsor you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, he sold it, and he's like old now. He's retired. He has a nice house. I don't. I don't know if he has a wife or kids or anything, but. He's a happy old guy, but I was gonna ask him to say how to say hello in Danish. Too bad I don't speak Danish, cause that'd be super cool. Like, pull up to this, this Denmark guy and be like, um, like what's up, guy? In Danish, and that'd be sick. It might it might just be like hello with an A instead of an E. Yeah, that's what it is in German. <laughs> yeah, I I thought that was a joke. I thought that was just people trolling me, but I. It actually is hello instead of hello. Really? Did they say hey instead of hi? You just say hello. Oh, you don't say like hey? What's it? H E I? No. Well, people don't say hey. Oh. Personally, just Europe is just an amazing, amazing little uh, piece of history. I think H-E-I would be high. Oh. I don't, know how, I don't know how the vowels work in that language. <laughs> but when you like put it into content or just like think about it, there are so many different languages in the whole world. Yeah, there's like a lot of different languages. And once you know one, it's like a whole other world opens up. Yeah, when you know more than one language, it's like... You now you can okay. Let's say you learn you learn Spanish after speaking English. Boom! Now you have Latin America unlocked. Yeah, new region unlocked. Yeah, you learn a new language and then you see a little t- pop up screen, but right before your eyes, Africa unlocked after learning French. I have I have uh, I have Latin America, America, and. Germany and Belgium. Yeah. I walked into French class and the first thing I saw was Africa unlocked. Canada unlocked. (laughs) 
Yeah, doesn't Africa speak French, like, in some spots? A lot of uh, Northern and West Africa, they speak a lot of, they speak French there. I think some in the South speak a version of Dutch from when the Dutch colonized them. Yep, and then South America speaks English or Afrikaans. I have a uh, couple, I have Haitian friends where, you know, because they speak French in Haiti, so I would be like, hey, do you like, do you speak French? And a lot of them, they do, but they always tell me that French is more like a, a fancy language to them because Haitian Creole is a Creole of French. So it's like derived from French. So whenever they would learn actual French, it was always seemed as like super fancy and stuff. And I would always speak to them in French and they would always be like, they look at me weird at first because they're like, why are you speaking to me like so fancy? But I don't speak Haitian Creole. I only speak a little bit of French. Speaking fancier or something like, like I cannot understand Dutch at all. If you spoke Dutch to me, I would be confused. What's like the difference between Dutch and German? Is it just the little changes? Dutch or? is like a whole column, a whole like the Dirty Das columns. It has a whole one of them removed. Oh wow! So there's entirely different endings and stuff. So would you think it'd be easier for let's say? Okay, let's say you speak English and German. Would it be easier for you to learn Dutch? It probably would because a lot of the verbs are the same. So you can take the derivative from that. See, if more countries spoke Dutch, spoke uh, German, I'd probably learn it. But just because uh, I would have chose German, although more countries speak French. And let's say I want to go visit Africa. Or I want to, yeah, let's say I want to go visit Africa. And I speak a little French to get around. That's more useful than speaking uh, German and then only going to Germany once. Not only Germany speaks German. Well, yeah, but like what? How many, how many countries speak German? Like Austria? Yeah, Austria speaks German. I know Belgium does and Switzerland does. Switzerland? Uh, Luxembourg as well, I think. How many countries speak German. I'm searching it up right now. Six countries. But that's not even a lot. That's just six countries in the north. Yeah, it's 130 million people total. Well, that's still a lot. <laughs> I would rather, like, uh, grow my kid up in, um... Okay, here it is. Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, Switzerland, Austria, Belgium, Germany. Which German being the largest population. But I would rather have my kid speak English, because English is spoken, like, everywhere. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it's also difficult to learn, but... Yeah. English... It, English and German are pretty easy. Well, not English. But for English speakers, German would be a pretty easy language. Just another yeah. Germanic language in general. Which I'm <laughs> glad... First, I'm glad that I learned English first. Um... Well, not English first, but I learned English because of how complicated it is. Like, going through uh, elementary school, I always had problems with the grammar. Yeah, I did too. It was very confusing to me, because I would be like, like, okay, let's say goose, geese. Moose, you just say mooses instead of meese. Geese. Which is actually some people who actually... Like, they'll conjugate it, or not really conjugate it, but they'll 
make it plural like that. They'll say mis. I think well, like anything with the same root would be easier to learn. Like yeah. So let's say um, let's say if you learn you speak Spanish, like Latin Romance languages would be easier. Let's say you speak um, for Let's say you speak Japanese. Maybe Chinese or Korean would be easier, because they're all sort of similar. Yeah, like, if they were based off of the same basic root, then they'd be easier to learn than, like, Japanese trying to learn English. Or, yeah, or English trying to learn Japanese, vice versa. Even though there is some coined words or borrowed words, it's still, like, really confusing. I tried learning Japanese because I watched anime, so I was like, well, how hard is it? And it's actually really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's difficult. It's not impossible, but it, it's there. Yeah, you can just use subtitles. Yeah, exactly. I've just given up on trying to learn Japanese altogether. Like, I can ask for directions, and that's it. Which, that's all I need. Yeah, like, north, east, south, and west. No, I just say... Where is the bathroom? Like, that's, I think, that's all I know. I can ask a bunch of, like, questions in German, like, just basic questions, but I can ask a few things. Yeah, I mean, I think when you first learn the language, all the, the basic sentences is really all you need to know, and at least how to form the sentences. But after that, it's just, like, expressing yourself further in the language. Yeah, I learned a bunch of the basic grammar and sentence structure, and if I know words, I can just put the words into the structure, and it should sound pretty much okay. Yeah, or somewhat natural. Yeah, but there are some words where it's like, good can be two words, but people in Germany just use one word of good. If you use the other good, it's like, why did you use that word? But everyone understands you. Yeah, they understand you, but they're like, why did you use that? <laughs> it's like saying, oh, do you have like an example for English? Let's say good or great. Well, maybe like using like ancient 1800s words in English nowadays. Oh, like using fantastical. Oh yeah, that food was pretty fantastical. Like, no one just <laughs> casually says, no one throws fantastical around like normal. That was like fantastical food, mate. <laughs> Shakespearean uh, English. <laughs> yeah, just like older words. That's basically what it is in German, like older words that they just slowly stopped using. Which is funny, because people still understand it. Like, if you spoke to me and you used, like, a weird old word, I'd probably still understand it just through context. Yeah, like, if I used fantastical, you'd be like, yeah, I know what it is. I know what it is, but I still don't know what your motive was behind using it. <laughs> What's your motive behind using this word? <laughs> Why did you use fantastical? <laughs> like, I have a friend, she said, or they say, indubitably. And I'm like, I just thought it meant indeed. <laughs> I thought it was just a fancy way of saying indeed, which it actually is. I guessed it because of yeah. the context they, would, context they would use it in. Use it in, but I still was like, why are you using such a long ten cent word? Yeah, the context helps. 
Like the word flabbergasted. I don't I don't hear anyone using that word, I swear. I only use it when I'm writing. <laughs> I only use it when I need an extreme over exaggeration. When I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> uh what's the what's the word that people have been throwing around the internet lately saying it a lot? Um Based? No, but it's like a really uh it's like a really long word. I know. I don't think I know. I think it's flabbergasted, or he was, um, I think it was flabbergasted. It was like, I was flabbergasted, and people, like, always, that, whenever I think of flabbergasted, I always think of, um, Barbie, like, Life in the Dreamhouse. How? Because they used to say flabbergasted a lot, so I would always, oh my, God. my sister, look, my sister would watch the same, like, I think it was one season of Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse, and she would use flabbergasted in, like, every single episode. So I I know how that word, what that word means. Yeah, but, like, no one uses it in real life to talk Yeah, no to one people. uses it. Everyone understands it, but no one uses it. I just say, good. Good. I, the food is good. Yeah, and you just use bigger words for, um, more descriptive. Or your essays, just to hit that 1,000-word mark. Oh, yeah. You just mo- use multiple words? That's the only reason you use big words on essays. So you sound smarter. Yeah. And so you can fill up that word count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually like writing essays. I do, too. I, th- I feel like I sound super smart when, re- when writing them. Because instead of just saying, the boy ran, I would say, the man moved his legs as fast as he could to run through a straight line. That's poetic. Just gotta fill those words. But yeah, I use big words as well, and gotta make it complex. But like, also when I'm writing, if I actually like the subject, I think I'll write normally. If I enjoy the subject, like, my research reports, I always write them like I'm actually gonna publish it and sell it. Which, it's a good mindset to have when writing. I gotta, I get good A's, like A pluses on them, for like the creativity. But... I always just put in as much effort, especially if it's a subject I like. Like, open subjects to write yeah, about. Just to do whatever you want. I like those the best. Oh, my ears hurt from my, my headphones. Jeez. I think I'm going to get um some, like, over-ear headphones. I think those are really nice. Like, just for listening to music or, yeah, just for listening to music. It doesn't make it hurt around your ears. No, because my ears would just, like sit comfortably inside of them but like earbuds they go inside my ear and it's just like when they're in there for a long time it just it, it gets tiring it gets really gross it does they do which i've seen like online but like of like actually certified doctors saying you shouldn't be cleaning your ears you should be but you shouldn't clean your ears with tooth wait not tooth uh with uh q-tips because that pushes the wax in i saw that but but why does it feel good (laughs) i don't i don't know it makes it worse though but then how do you properly clean your ears because it still gets gross you can like loosen the wax and like tilt your head to make it go out a little more there's also, like, other methods, like, doctors use, where they, like, shoot, like, re- a really strong stream of water in your ear, and the wax just comes out. 
Oh, uh, I think they do that with um. Oh, they do that when like I've seen a, like a video where like a baby had like the most stuffed up nose, and they would shoot like water up their nose, and it all like all the mucus would come out. Yeah, your ears, nose, and throat are uh, all connected. Like hypothetically, no, yeah, because sometimes when I'm drinking water, uh, if I swallow weird, it'll I'll feel it in my nose. Yeah, it's like a connected system. It's cool though. Yeah. Um, I mean, just a human, the human system in in general, I think it's really good. Yeah, but too bad humans are basically designed pretty terribly. Well, we have a pretty good brain. A yeah, pretty we... good. You know, our feet actually have like two gears. They have a bunch of extra bones in them. But when I say two gears, like, we can walk normally on our feet, like our foot. But you know how animals, they walk on their toes? Yeah, they walk on different parts. Although humans, we have the op- we have two options. We can walk flat-footed, but we could also walk on our toes. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Too bad oh. it doesn't help us anymore. <laughs> it, it, what? What do you- Okay, so look. W- walking on your- Okay. down to the basement. So look, walking flat-footed, it, it actually saves more energy. So here, here's the thing. Because animals, it's more energy efficient for them to run everywhere because um, they're always on their toes to run. It's more efficient for them to constantly be running everywhere. But humans, because we're flat-footed, we have the energy efficient of two things. So we can just, just walking... Is energy efficient because we're just flat-footed and we don't have to use as much energy. But for running, we switch to our toes, and it's as energy efficient. It's it's actually pretty cool. I I watched that on YouTube. So the ability to sweat is also cool. Like not having to just stand in one spot to pant and regenerate. You can just cool yourself off automatically whenever you get hot. Exactly. I was watching how sweating works. So basically, you sweat. Then when, let's say, you're running, um, the air kind of, like, was it, evaporates it, and then a new layer of sweat comes up. So it's like another layer of skin constantly keeping you cool. Yeah, sweat is made of a bunch of, like, stuff to help it dissolve easily. So, like, it naturally dissolves fast, so it can cool you off. I think that's, like, one of the coolest things about the human body is sweating. One of, like, the worst parts about, like, the human body is, like, the back. Like, why does the spine look like that? Yeah, do you ever get the feeling of when you're walking, or like when you're standing, uh, you're, you're sitting up straight, I always feel like I'm throwing it back. Yeah, but walking up was not supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, did you know, um, like, older humans would, like, be slumped? That's to, like, keep them relaxed, and they would, like, stand upright to be alert. But because of how our society has evolved and stuff, we don't have to be alert at all times. It's actually starting to become negative to be slumped over. Well, it's like a different thing where uh, walking on two legs wasn't just like one path. It was a bunch of different things. It was like an experiment. Lots of other species like tried different ways of walking. There were more than one human species as well. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called bipedalism is what it's called. Yeah, that's what it is when you walk on two legs. (laughs) 
Too bad, like, only a few of them actually worked. Yeah. Aren't kangaroos bipedal? Or what does their tail count? They are bipedal. Bipedal, but but they don't walk. They hop everywhere. Yeah, they just hop. But, I mean, it still kind of counts, I guess. Yeah, because you're only... Because you're using your... (laughs) Dude, do kangaroos actually box? They uh, kick, I think they kick each other, like, uh, to assert dominance. That's actually pretty badass. Don't get kicked by a kangaroo, though. They can, like, break your spine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't, like, one of that, another useless thing about humans is, so because, like, we've evolved from monkeys, uh, we used to have tails, but it kind of eventually became useless, and now we just have a tail bone. Yeah, we just have the bone there to do whatever, I guess. But it's hidden. You can't even see it. Well, it's there, but it just makes it so you hurt when you fall on your ass. Yeah, we're just built wrong. Like, actually, like, we're not, if you think about it, we're not built good. We're, basically, the only good part is our brain, which was the only thing that helped us survive. I mean, it it works. We we got to outsmart them. We, we did it at the cost of... Literally every 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 bodily problem. Yeah, disagreeing with you. I think it's very stupid for people. Like people just like on Instagram, they're so prone to just clicking random links, whatever links they. Oh my god! I have no idea why people online click random links. That's like a virus waiting to happen. And they click it without any shame. They're just like, oh yeah, this definitely is something that's safe. I got like you just want a free Xbox and I'm like I didn't even enter anything. <laughs> yeah. Or there's people there's people that like okay, I got like they get texts of, "Hey, I made this cool website and I spent a lot of time on it. Can you go check it out?" But yeah. stoners really think that their friend made a website and they click it. Yeah, like if your friend was going to make a website, they'd probably tell you like a lot of it in advance. Okay, yeah. For example, if I was making a website, I'd probably only talk about it and then be like, all right, dude, I, I just made it. Um, Check it out. And then you check it out. I'm not just going to text you out of the blue and just be like, by the way, I made a website and it's just some sketchy link. Some people are like, hey, test out my new game. And it's like, you have not talked about game development at all since I've met you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you seem like the type of guy to sit down and just smoke weed. <laughs> You, you don't seem like you'd sit down and program for two hours a day. Yeah, I don't see you sitting down and actually putting the effort into trying to solve a bug for five hours. Like, being stuck on a problem for 30 minutes straight. Yeah, coding is annoying. <laughs> it, I, I do want to get into it. I think it would be very fun and be, like, nice, like, you know, cognitive thinking and all that. But then I get stuck on a bug, and sometimes I'm just like, hmm, I'm having some regret about trying to go into this career. Yeah, like, what? I code. I just code for fun. I I code in Lua, but, like, if you miss, like, one or two letters in, like, your three-page-long script, like, the whole thing just fails, and you have to go through it every word individually to find out. Yep, that's just the most annoying thing. Which, I mean, I, well, at least right now, I'm using Python, 
and I'm using like VS Code, so it does tell me what line to get it wrong in. But does does Roblox Lua does that tell you what line you got it get it wrong in? Lua, it kind of does. It gives you errors. It's like an error happened somewhere in this area. Did it tell you like let's say error in line two fifty four or something? Kind of. It's just like it's like the error in a function. Like you have a whole function. And there's just an error in that function. But it didn't tell you which line specially. No, because functions are made up of multiple lines, and a function yeah. can fail, but the other script parts don't fail. So it only returns function failures, not line failures. Yeah, but if you fail a function, then the other functions will work. So it's just like <laughs> uh, half your code works, but that's it. I didn't know that. I might get I might get back into Roblox programming uh, if I get a better computer, because it doesn't seem that hard. I'm getting more and more experienced in in uh, programming in general, and I I don't think Roblox programming especially. I don't think it's too terrible. Like the more and more, and I I've been using, I've been getting more experienced in like Python. Uh, I think Roblox Lua shouldn't be too difficult to tackle. It's just. Yeah, it's code language i think it's a derivative of c plus which is simple yeah which is yeah <laughs> it's pretty easy to learn all right nice well i think that's gonna be all the time that we have for today thank you marcy for joining in on the podcast um <laughs> we had a nice like hour and a half talk <laughs> see you guys uh, next week for the next episode thanks marcy for coming on yeah thanks for having me all right, everyone, don't forget to go check out the Instagram, the official high school post, uh, the YouTube, which I'll actually I'll start be putting in um, the episodes on there. I just been slacking a little bit and especially go fo follow this, follow the Spotify, share with your friends and thank you all for watching. Bye. <laughs>